my name is Dallar, aka realmajor.ph2 on Instagram, and these are the two other friends that will be joining us. Yeah, uh, I'm Anthony. Uh, I own an Instagram account called The Majid Insider. And uh, yeah. My name's Sam. I'm also a Madrid fan. All right. So we're just going to get right into it, I guess, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about yesterday, the 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 game about Ka- uh, the Caddies game. There were yeah. a lot of positives yesterday. A lot. Um, you know, even though it was Cadiz, there's still a lot to be happy about. Um, Antonio Blanco, Benzema, uh, Eder Militao, who's continuing his great form as well. Uh, so I want to ask you guys, you know, what do you, what did you guys think of Antonio Blanco? Because he was, in my opinion, phenomenal. I want to hear what did you guys think. Go first. Uh, yeah, I can go first, sure. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I thought Antonio Blanco was phenomenal yesterday. I really like his playing style. Um, he honestly kind of reminds me a little bit of like Chabi Alonso or like a bit of Chavi in him. He just, he moves the ball so well. The way he passes the ball is incredible. And his confidence, like I, I, I haven't seen out of every youngster, out of every academy player that, that has played this season, there has not been one academy player who's come into this team and play their first game or technically second game with that kind of confidence. Like even with Sergio Arribas, you know, it took him like, yeah. you know, five or six games to really get his confidence going. But with Antonio Blanco, it was, you know, even from that first game against Hetafe, he was right away showing what he was all about and he was everywhere on the yeah, pitch. I, I, re- I really liked his aggressiveness. He's very aggressive. And I mm-hmm. like yeah, I like I it. Really like, reminds me of Casemiro. Like, he felt so, so many times that he didn't even care. And I like I that about him. Yeah. He progresses sure. the ball very well. Like, he's very calm and composed on the ball. As yeah. Well. I really, like, I honestly think that that he can be, uh, a, like, a big part of this team in the future. I really do. Like, mm-hmm. him with Valverde and Odegaard, like, that, that could be the next, like, Modric, Casemiro, Cruz Trio. Like, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, he is really, really good. I really like him. Um, I want to ask you guys, like, what do you think should what What do you think Madrid should do with him in the summer? Like, should they loan him? Should I they promote him? Out at the moment, mm-hmm. yeah, because we loaned out um Valverde and it was a great loan. So I think if we loan him out, that's it'll, a good it'll work out. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a very good point. Well, my opinion, I think I think we should wait until the end of the season to make that decision. Yes, yeah. I feel like we yeah. might get we might get even more playing time. He's yeah. like really consistent, which he has been. I really like uh, how um in the first like two minutes of the match, this guy this guy had a long shot in the first like, <laughs> two minutes, and you can just see his confidence. Yeah, that yeah. like again back to his confidence. Like it just it really struck me how impressive his confidence was. It really was, and he was like all over the pitch at all times. But yeah, for me, I think like as Dollar said, it would just be best to to uh, wait until the summer. There's no point of making any decisions at the moment. Yeah. He's only played you know one full game, uh, so he's it's still not only what I think nineteen twenty maybe. Yeah, he's still very young as well. So let's not make any rash decisions. You know, just let him be. And when summertime comes, uh, then we can make the decision. But I think uh, loaning him would probably be the best option. Yeah. yeah. In, overall, in the future, he just gets some good playtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He'll get more experience. Yeah, like maybe to like a lower level La Liga side would be best. Yeah, like maybe like Leganes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, the next topic I want to talk about is Benzema because this man has just, he's been amazing. He's been amazing. And yesterday he continued his good form with a goal and two assists. I want to ask you guys, like, do you think he's been the best striker in 2021? Mm. Like, where do you think he ranks in in strikers in the world? I'd say he's along with Suarez this season. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a bit better. Like he's been more consistent. Yeah. What you? What like were you good. saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, I. I. think that I agree that that Benzema has been more consistent, but 
like honestly people really don't like they don't see it now but Benzema is just so valuable yeah, for like, this team they, they just saw the Liverpool game and he didn't get involved in the Liverpool game but he's he was still he made most of the chances I, I thought that even in the Liverpool game he was still quite good no he yeah. didn't score but he was yeah. easily our best attack guys about Benzema because again against Cadiz he continued his phenomenal form he scored two goals one assist um what do you guys make of Benzema you know this season and and ever since really Ronaldo left you know what do you guys think what is his value to this yeah, team he, right now? he's obviously stepped up quite a lot since Ronaldo left you know it's clear he's he's number one goal scorer in the team he's most important going forward so definitely yeah yeah. What do you think, Dali? I saw that where he, he has like 60 more goals or around that since Ronaldo left than any mm-hmm. other player, which just shows how important he is to our team. Yeah. He doesn't just score goals, he's a playmaker as well. Like this season, he's definitely been our most important player by far. Like, oh, for sure. Only, only for because sure. Ramos got injured, but other than that, he's been the most important player. For sure. You know, it's just to me, it's a little worrying on one hand that. We're so reliant on Benzema. You know, it feels like no matter what the game is, we always have to rely on Benzema, yeah. even against teams like Cadiz. So I think that this season, it's uh, this summer, pardon me, it's really important that like Madrid do everything to try finding uh, a goal scorer to be paired with him. Because obviously Eden Hazard was brought in to help with that. Hasn't worked out so well, obviously. Yeah. Um, so maybe you know it'll be to look to Mbappe, but it's it's hard, you know, during the pandemic market. But yeah, yeah. so the next thing I want to talk about is the academy players because a lot of players, uh, academy players, have featured for Madrid. And yesterday, mm-hmm. two players featured for Madrid: uh, Antonio Blanco and Miguel Gutierrez. Yeah, I, re- I, re- I really like Gutierrez. We only saw him for like a little bit, but I really liked him on that left hand side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he, looked, he 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 reminded me of like a, a little bit of Marcelo and how he marauded forward down the left hand side, and he like he attacks very well. Yeah, yeah, I've I've known about him for a long time. I've I'm actually happy he finally made his debut, but I really liked him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it's just it's honestly great to see how many academy players are making like appearances this season. We had Marvin Park, Victor Chust, Antonio Blanco, um, who else? Miguel Gutierrez, Sergio Rivas. Sergio Rivas. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot him. Marvin. Marvin Park. Yeah, Marvin, Marvin Park. <laughs> yeah, but like out of any good, of them, the, like, the only good thing that's come out of all the injuries this season is the u- that's youth. True getting some playing time. That's true. That's true. And and honestly, like, back to playing time, like, I've noticed that, like, Marcelo has played a lot more this season than he did last season. And yeah, what's and great is... Yeah. Field now, it would, yeah. would, it's a lot better. I like him in the midfield. Mm-hmm. And I find he's just... He's been playing better. Yeah. Like, he, I think that since he's gotten more consistent minutes, it's like, it's given him the chance to actually play well and play better. So yeah, I really yeah, like the. I feel, I feel like Zidane has, like he he found out that Marcelo works best in a three at the back when he isn't so reliant in defense, and he doesn't have to worry about getting back as much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think he can attack with full. He played full really. Width. Yeah, he played really good. Um, last game yesterday, he made a yeah. lot of interceptions as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. like our. Our for our second goal, which uh, Benzema assisted to Odriozola, that yeah. was, that was all Marcelo because um yeah Marcelo got the ball back high yeah. up the pitch and yeah, yeah exactly and then Nacho I think tackled it. I feel like when when Marcelo just doesn't have as much pressure defensively, he's yeah. he actually is better defensively if that almost like if that even makes sense yeah, yeah. He, just, he doesn't have to worry as much he he, he doesn't because he, he can play a free roam almost so exactly he have to win. yeah he yeah. plays naturally and i think that yeah. works a lot better for him so yeah um another topic i want to talk to you guys about is edder militao because yesterday he he oh. didn't have a man of the match performance like we saw yeah. but he was still very yeah. solid um, he was he was even better against even though we drew against Hatafe, he was 
probably one, only worse than uh, Courtois against Getafe. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, he, he was our best player. He was our best player alongside yeah. Courtois. He was yeah. making so many interceptions. Yeah. And his... He's really coming into his own now. That he's getting some yeah. regular playing time. Yeah, it's it's just been great. Like, honestly, yeah, as, as, uh, as you mentioned earlier, like, with all the injuries, it's been great to see, like, role players who last season barely got any minutes, like Marcelo, Isco. Nacho as well. Nacho's Nacho. really... Not, he's really yeah. stepped up. Yeah. I'm so impressed with Nacho, how he's played. Yeah. He's um, playing like a prime Ramos. Honestly, that's, that's oh, kind yeah. of facts. It's yeah. kind of facts, yeah. But I think now Militao has really secured himself as a Madrid player. I was yeah. at a point, I was like, I don't know if he's yeah, Madrid I wasn't level. sure if he's, yeah, he's made for Madrid, but he's really proving it now. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking we might loan him out or maybe even sell him, but he's been really impressive. Yeah, because there were like rumors. I remember like yeah. he, there were rumors that like yeah. Jose Mourinho wanted him. Um, in Tottenham, but obviously that's not possible anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it looks even, like even he's in both stay. Liverpool games. He was incredibly good in both Liverpool games. Yeah, yeah, he, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, he's he, definitely he, major level. The one goal we conceded was I, I think it was just uh, Lucas Vasquez's fault. He wasn't in line, but other than that, our defense with other Militao, it was just really good. The both mm-hmm. legs. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys? Do you think he can become a starter for us, like a permanent yeah, starter? Definitely. If if he keeps up the form yeah. he's on right now, he can definitely become a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because because the problem is, you know, Ramos looks quite likely to leave. To be honest, and yeah. so does Varane. Varane also looks quite likely. So there's a bit of a problem right now with center back. So yeah, yeah. it's interesting if- how. If Ramos decides to leave, I mean to stay next season, I bet he won't even like play the full season because he because of his age. I hope that yeah. doesn't happen, but that's most likely the. Yeah. He's, he's still only thirty five. He's not incredibly old. Like Chiellini and those guys yeah. went up to like what thirty seven, I think. So he's still got maybe one or two years left at the top level. So that's true, yeah. but you also have to remember you can't really compare Ramos and Chiellini because Ramos has yeah. much much better physique than Chiellini yeah. has ever had. So honestly, yeah. I don't think his his um, physical state. Like, I don't think his physical state years, will be an issue. Other than this year, it's just been our entire medical team is just. I don't know what's happened this year with our medical team, but if he just didn't get injured, he's still playing at his best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, another been... thing. Like, I don't know what is going on. Yeah, in our cast, medical but... team is just. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> what is it? Like fifty-seven injuries. Yeah, like fifty-seven injuries. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. more than like sixty now. Yeah. 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 The, the only team. two players who have not gotten COVID or have not gotten injured are uh, Vinicius Junior. And Diego Altuve, who has not ever featured for Madrid before. He's never played. <laughs> Bro. So technically one player. Yeah. One player in the That's squad. Crazy. Like, it's crazy, yeah. Oh, yeah, one thing. Stepped up though. Vinny's done bits. One thing I wanted to ask you guys about is the goalkeeper role. Like, Courtois almost played every single game. Andre Lunin only made one debut. What he only played one game and but that was in the Copa del Rey. He's still only twenty one, so you know he's still got a lot of time. But yeah, finish your question. Is, yeah, that was basically my question. Like, what do you guys think he he should he should get at least like five more games in? Yeah, we should definitely play him more, but that's only because Copa del Rey we got knocked out earlier. I'd assume if we kept going, he would have. He would have played a lot more in the Copa del Rey. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. because usually what uh, we give our backup goalkeepers like at least more than five games in a season, you know. Yeah, it's well, it's it's a tough situation with Lunin because what's different between Lunin and Ariola from last season is that Ariola has already proven himself to be a pretty reliable keeper. So even mm-hmm. if Courtois, you know, needed rest, we could relatively trust. Um, yeah, Ariola. And the Ariola did. Is, he, he played quite like not yeah. quite a few, but he did come in sometimes. Yeah, and and he did quite well. I mean, he wasn't world class, obviously, yeah, he but, wasn't he, class, but he wasn't bad. So yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the all you expect from Lunin, a backup goalkeeper. 
The problem with like a young keeper like Lunin is that he doesn't have a lot of experience, and as a manager, you don't, you can't trust him at this stage of the season when every single point is extremely important. You know what I mean? So that's that's the problem. Like, like yes, if you look, yes, you want to see Lunin. Yeah, sorry. It's like yes, you want to see Lunin play more. It's just that you know you can't play him. That's that's the problem. Yeah. So. If, if you look at, like, Manchester United and Dean Henderson, like, he wasn't playing at all because De Gea was just killing it. So, he they took him out on loan. He got regular minutes, and now he's arguably a starter at Manchester United, and he's one of the best young goalkeepers in the world. So, yeah, like, That's true. young goalkeepers, they just, need, they just need playing time. One whole season that they start, and if they get the confidence and prove themselves, then they can come back and sh- show how good they are. Yeah, like, I remember with Lunin, like, in the game versus Alcoyano, like, he was very, like, shaky, I find. Yeah, he was hesitant a lot of the time. Yes, like, the big difference between Lunin and Courtois is, like, Courtois on corners, he's always the first man to go try and punch that ball away. With Lunin, it was, like... In in his first season, Courtois was the thing. He was, was, Mm -hmm. like, shaky, Mm -hmm. but he's got his confidence. And goalkeepers, if you have confidence, that's all you need. Yes, confidence is the most important thing for a keeper. That's that's really it. Like with Lunin, if you don't have found, confidence, you can never make it as a goalkeeper. Yeah, I found with Lunin, he was just like he was very hesitant. Um, but I I think he has a very bright future ahead. I mean, you guys have to remember he won the Golden Glove at the U twenty one World Cup, so he oh, is yeah. a very he is a very very bright future. I just think that he needs to play more, um, yeah. because. Like, especially at the beginning of the season, because when you leave it super late, then it comes to situations like it is now where you just can't play him at all, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah we're getting exactly. into, like, the more more important end of the season, so it's it's going to be even more tough for him to get any mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like... yeah, the only time I see him getting any minutes is maybe, like, the last game of the season if Madrid are out and, and or something. Yeah, if we're out or if we're like three points ahead and we don't need a win or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with the title race right now, like there's no way he's gonna start. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna get any time with the title race. Yeah, exactly. The the only possible way is that if Courtois somehow got a suspension or if he got or injured, injured or something. something yeah. But yeah, now I want to talk to you guys because. Thankfully, despite all the injuries, Carvajal, Varane, and Hazard have all returned to full fitness ahead of a big match against Chelsea. You know how do, how important Car- do you guys Car- think Car- that is? Carvajal was very good against Cadiz. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I just Carvajal like coming back from injury. He was very good when he replaced Odiatola. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. was he was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Like he he made he, I saw um even Ray Hudson commented he. He took one touch and then hit it on the volley into the box and it went straight to uh, Mariano's head and then the keeper saved it. Yeah, Carvajal yeah. is amazing at that stuff. Yeah, Honestly, one... people... Sorry, you go. Uh, oh, one thing that I'm excited about, the injury returns, is Aiden Hazard because this yeah. guy made a comeback at the perfect time. We have yeah. Betis on the weekend and Chelsea, his former club, <laughs> and yeah. that's gonna be crazy. You Just know, imagine if, if he, he comes starts. back and he destroys Chelsea and he goes off yeah. against Chelsea. That would be yeah. I feel like he's definitely not gonna start against Betis, but he'll get like yeah, he'll come off maybe bench, like definitely. half an hour. And yeah, maybe like, against Chelsea, he'll, he'll start. He'll get the same as Carvajal just did when he came back from injuries. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We we clearly saw like. Zidane is being extremely careful with uh, Hazard. Yeah, because and in the past he's brought him back too quickly, and it's just he's keep getting yeah. injured. Yeah, I think it's a smart decision. Like, there's no need to yeah, risk. Because um, we're, we're playing good football, so it's it's okay. Yeah, and thankfully Vinny, you know, he's picked up form. Yeah, Vinny's, Vinny's done very well. Yeah, so with Vinny picking up form. You know, it's kind of put less pressure on Hazard and Zidane to bring him back. So now it just lets Hazard, you know, get more mm-hmm. practice, get more touches in without, you know, risking an injury. But I just, I really hope Hazard stays fit. Stays fit. You know, it's just, yeah. it sucks seeing him getting injured so often. You know, could have been so much. You could have been so good. So yeah, good. I wanna, I wanna ask you guys uh, your opinions on this. If if Hazard gets injured like again before the season ends, 
do you guys think we should sell him? Like, it's done for him. That that was his last chance, or what do you guys think? I don't think it's his fault, though. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, like, okay, here's sure the he's getting injured, but the medical team, it's just been really poor this season, overall. Here's the problem. You know, a lot of fans, a lot of casual fans, they're going to start saying, oh, you know, we should sell him, we should sell him. Here's the problem. You cannot sell Hazard for many reasons this summer. If he gets injured, you can't sell him, firstly, because you're going to lose a huge amount of money. Madrid bought him for like 130 million euros, right? That's including add-ons. They bought him for 130 million euros. And in a pandemic market where teams are not looking to spend very big, I don't think Real Madrid would be able to get more than like 60 million. Like 60 million is like max. Like I think they would probably get around 50 million. So you're losing 80 million euros there. And you also have to remember that Hazard is earning something like 500,000 500,000 euros a week, which almost no teams can afford that. So to be honest, it's it's economically impossible to sell Eden Hazard this summer. All we have to do is we just have to support him. We just have to hope that he gets back into fitness, you know, puts his injuries just, behind just him. Just don't give him any McDonald's. Yeah. Just don't give him any McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we okay. just hope he, he stays fit and, and that's it, you know. But we can't sell him this summer. There's just no – there's no way. Um, yeah. I that's really, good. really hope, though – that he he picks up for him because he's just the worst part is is that he's such a talented player oh, and he's yeah. being wasted. You know, Hazard like was my favorite Premier League player for, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. So, In the World Cup, I really enjoyed him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I still remember his one game against France where he was just he completely tore apart. Um I forget who was playing right back at that game, but I think Pavard. Uh, Pavard. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But he just completely destroyed Pavard in that game. It was yeah. yeah. But another thing I want to talk to you guys about is the very, very controversial European Super League. All right, so we're gonna switch from Real Madrid. Yeah. To the European Super League. It's kind of died down, but I want to hear what your thoughts are about it. Who wants to go first? You can go first. You can go first. All right. So, what I definitely... Like, you guys have seen my posts on my Real Madrid page. It's just me hating on the Super League, and I <laughs> I definitely don't like it. I, It's definitely smart business by the 12 clubs because they've lost so much money during the pandemic. So, I understand, but they can't just throw away the game and the mm-hmm. fans and just betray the fans and start a league of their own just so they can earn money and quotation marks make the game better you know mm-hmm. like like just the fact that like knowing West Ham could be playing in Champions League football next year yeah it's exciting you know like I like that yeah. that small teams can play against big teams and have a chance to be underdogs like Atalanta they, they and Ajax both seasons Mm-hmm. When they when they went off, we wouldn't have that with a super league. We wouldn't have that excitement. Yeah, I can guarantee yeah, you, exactly. Arsenal would never have an underdog story. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah. Like my opinions on the super league, it's very like mixed emotions because on one hand, I don't completely hate it, but yeah. on the other, I also hate it. It's I don't like, I don't, I have I don't mixed like it on a fine. I don't like it on a footballing standpoint, but. I like it on a financial, like financial way. It's good for everyone. I understand that because, like, yeah. On one hand, it's kind of interesting, like how every single game will be an exciting game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that the problem is, is that with those small teams, it crushes yeah. them. It the completely crushes them. You know, there'll be no competition. Yeah, exactly. Like there'll no be no relegation battles. There won't be. There won't be any. Your. Uh, Battles for Europe next season. Yeah, no one will be watching UCL. I mean, who will be watching a UCL with only oh, Bayern and, and PSG? Harry Saint Germain and Bayern yeah. playing UCL for the next 10 years. Yeah. In the final. They so, mean like, the final the next 10 years. The, yeah. The, I, I, sorry, you go. The thing, that, the thing that's so exciting about Champions League is that 
those games only happen like what like yeah. once in five years like PSG and Bayern yeah. well like PSG big, and Bayern happened games. last year too but <laughs> the excitement was just unreal this year as well yeah I like, I just like you, me... you you won't ever get like a Barcelona Liverpool why why yeah. was it so good because it's so rare yeah, that's that's one thing that also makes the UCL and also the UEL, even though it's not as popular. But it, yeah. it, that's one thing that makes the UCL so much fun to watch. It's like the comeback stories, you know. Like for example, um, Barca versus PSG, uh, Bar- Liverpool versus Barca, Ajax versus Real Madrid. You know, like that's really those moments that make you, the you UCL. Would, would, I think you would still get comebacks in the Super League, but like it's the, the fact that like they wouldn't be as rare. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't yeah. be as incredibly historic. No, I think, yeah, it wouldn't be as, like, cherishable as a moment. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I just, I'm personally not the biggest fan of the U, U, USL, but I also like, think... They should, I, they should just try and make a different format, try and look back and see what they could have done better and try and fix it, you know, make, make it a better... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think that this plan is completely like I don't think it should be completely be considered a waste. I think it should be just considered right now as like a learning opportunity. Because the new UCL format, it's it's also yeah, it's very it's, yeah. What it's do you guys awful. think about that? Yeah, no, I hate it. I don't I like hate it. it. It's it's worse yeah. than the than the it's, European it's Super than, League format. Yeah, it's worse than Super League, but it's just there's going to be more competition. That's the only thing they have going for them that you have to qualify for it. That's that's the only thing they're doing good. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually, like, yeah. Go, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. I I just don't like it at all because we we've had we've been used to like this Champions League format for a long time. Yeah, because it's it's just perfect. But if th- if like thirty six teams or whatever, uh, come into play, it's like saying, you know, Real Madrid, Barca, Manchester United, the biggest clubs. They're gonna play against like yeah, they're gonna play a against third so many team in teams. Greece. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I I really don't like it. And that's just Actually, it's, it's just, they're doing it the same reason that Super League for money. They're obviously trying to make more games to earn more money. Yeah, I honestly hate how football is just all about money, you know. And yeah. it's it, like it sucks, acting yeah. like everyone's acting like UEFA and FIFA, like they they stopped they stopped the Super League. They're great, but they're corrupt and they want money as well. They're just as money hungry as Florentino Perez. So you know, football itself is just corrupt overall. Yeah. So hold on, I just want to tell tell you guys about something. So I'm actually glad that Dollar brought this up, the U- new UCL format. So today, actually, the first player. Um, Gundogan, he was the first player to speak out about the new UCL format on Twitter. And this is what he said. He said, with all the Super League stuff going on, can we please talk about the new Champions League format? More and more and more games. Is no one thinking about us players? The new UCL format is just the lesser of the two evils in comparison to the Super League. The UCL format right now works great, and that is why it's the most popular club competition in the world for us players and for the fans. So you know, it's clearly not just fans that disagree with it. It's also mm-hmm. um, it's also players, and I can guarantee you, this is not the first player that's going to speak out, speak up about obviously it. There's going to be many, many more players that will speak up about this. But obviously, when players yeah. have to play more games, they don't want to play more useless games that don't like not necessarily don't matter, but aren't as important because it's just going to tire them out for bigger games that are going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every single UCL team will play um, at least uh, 10 games. At least. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah. Hold on. I'm trying to find a photo of where the UCL format is, but I can't seem to find it. But, yeah, I saw that they're playing at least 10 games, which is, which is crazy. I mean, it's almost like the UCL is turning into, like, a whole league, really. It's crazy. Yeah. And they're gonna have um, so many games as well. Like there's, there's international break, there's the Euros. Like the, the, there's a, there's a post that saw it said, with the new UCL format, there's gonna be around a hundred more games in one UCL season. That's crazy. Yeah. Then they That's should, insane. Then so a hundred more games that you don't necessarily need. That's crazy. Yeah. 
But going back to the ESL format, I know we keep going back and forth about it, but like <laughs> honestly, I, I there's a few things that I I did like about it. One thing that I really, really, really liked was when Perez said that there would be, um, that the referees would have like microphones. I really like that. I think that mm. referees need to have microphones. When you look at like the NBA and the NHL, for example. Why is there rarely, you know, refereeing controversy? You know, like the NFL, especially they they make they say the calls every time, and they let, the refs let you know what their thought exactly. Process is. There's not yeah. enough co- communication with with football referees and the fans, and I think that if if we actually got the chance to hear what their thoughts are, maybe we would actually be able to see it because, you know, sometimes we as fans, we we don't see certain things the way referees do on the pitch, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I exactly. think if if referees actually explained, then maybe, just maybe, there would be a whole lot less controversy. And that's why, that's one thing that I really, really liked. Um, but yeah, going... You hear what, like, the, the VAR and those guys are saying to the referees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... <laughs> So because half the time they don't go to check the screen, and that's because the VAR 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 room doesn't tell them that there's anything. But sometimes mm-hmm. there is something. Mm-hmm. Even if um they will they won't allow like microphones for referees, they should at least do like a post match interview with them. Yeah, I've yeah. also heard that idea. I, I actually really like that idea. I really do think though there yeah. just needs to be more communication. Even yeah. you know what? Even if it was just like referees, for example, had social media accounts and you know, and they just simply <laughs> did a quick video, you know, of explaining why they made a certain call. Like that would just clear up I think so much more uh so much controversy simply. Um but yeah, it's 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 crazy what's going on, and honestly, like it's crazy what's what Florentino Perez has done. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like he's completely ruined his um his reputation in only one day, one day. Forty eight hours, oh, my guy. He destroyed the whole life. football world hates him. <laughs> I know it sucks. Even, you know, even because... Madrid fans, uh, we don't necessarily. We in fact we hate him as well. We don't agree yeah. with him. You know, like, it's crazy. Like, Florentino, like, I used to say Perez is the greatest president of all time. Like, I actually did say that because mm-hmm. I honestly think he's he is the greatest president of all time. Maybe Santiago Bernabeu, but um, he's he definitely top three. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. like, you know that quote, like, um, you either die a hero or, like, yeah. live long enough to see it, yeah, mm-hmm. become a villain. You know, mm-hmm. he came in 2000 completely you know, resurrected our club and now he's Madrid, made our club. Madrid was dying. Madrid was in on yeah. the Exactly. Collapse. Exactly. And then, you know, Definitely. he brought him Beckham and then Zidane and then Ronaldo and all of that. Yeah. So and then, you know, in twenty twenty one it's you know, our club is a joke. You know, everyone he's, hates he's us. He's trying he's trying to financially help us by bringing in Mbappe, trying to make more money to make the funds to buy players. And mm-hmm. you know, the way he's doing it, it's it's not the best. But at least he's trying to do something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just I hope that he can figure this out because I I I just really want him to have a good image. He's done so much yeah. good for this club, and mm-hmm. um, just by one decision, you know, two days of yeah. <laughs> I just, I just I just hope he can figure it out so that our club, you know, doesn't continue being the laughing stock but yeah. uh yeah if, i All think right. if we win ucl this season which there is a chance if we do then we'll be back on the, on top yeah i i really think that our club is capable of winning the ucl um there's just you know injuries Honestly, just if we just didn't us. have injury yeah. this season we could have like we would be smashing everyone yeah yeah so uh, let's go back to Real Madrid. Let's focus our attention back onto Real Madrid for a bit. I want to ask you guys about uh, Modric because today, uh, well, actually technically yesterday, Florentino Perez confirmed um, yeah. in his interview that Modric re-renewed with Real Madrid. So, you know, what do you guys think uh, of it? For, for, was it for one year or how, how many years? One year. One, one year. year. Okay. That's I, th- I, think, I, think it's, I think it's incredible, to be honest. 
I might as well <laughs> just give him two years. Because yeah, he's this, gonna this go, guy... going to go two more years. Like, before the Cadiz game, this guy was playing every single game at 35 years old. And mm-hmm. most Madrid fans were saying, oh, Zidane should give him a break. You should give him a break. He's 35 years old. But th- this break. guy... A break. Who yeah, needs a break? Yeah. For yeah. someone at 35 playing as consistently as he is, yeah. it's just incredible. Underrated. It's just so good. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm really happy that he renewed. It's, it's just, I think it's an understatement to say that it's deserved. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy. Um, but one thing I don't understand, though, is why Sergio Ramos hasn't renewed yet. It's because... Madrid uh, has the policy of only renewing one year for players over 30, and Ramos wants two years or something like that. So it's it's just, you know, it's, I, it's I, thought it, I thought it's because you wanted more money. Yeah, yeah it's because I, he I think more it's... money, Andy, because we, he wants more, more years because he's going to play for longer. So No, I think I think they, they figured out the, the years situation. So I think what both clubs decided was that um, he, he would sign one year, and then if both sides of the party are happy then they would just automatically sign another year with the mm-hmm. exact same uh like contract details and stuff but i think the biggest problem was the money and mm-hmm. it honestly like for me personally like it just it kind of hurts to see that like yeah. ramos yeah, cares such a legend just like they did the same to um casillas they did the same to ronaldo like yeah it's just awful because he's just... done so much for the club but yeah, for like, me, like, it just, it hurts to see, like, though, that, like, the money is getting in the way, you know? Yeah. Like, on mm-hmm. both sides, though, it's not just, yeah. like, Perez's fault, but I also think it's Ramos, you know? Why does he care so much about the money? You know, he's, let's be real, he's set for life, <laughs> okay? He's <laughs> set for life, he's set for his oh, grandchildren's, yeah. his, his grandchildren's grandchildren's, all right, he's set for life. Why does he care so much about money? I remember in 2019, he would say he would play for Real Madrid for free. And I think a lot of people still remember that. So yeah. I just, I don't understand why he he cares so much about the money. I think that, I think the contract he's on is perfect. He's earning still like 10 million euros a year. And that's, remember, that's without any, you know, bonuses or... Uh, endorsements uh, or anything. Endorsements, exactly. So... Yeah, I just, just the, the way Madrid t- t- treats their legends, it's, it's the worst. Like no no club in the world treats their legends as badly as Madrid does. It's true. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. very true. Like it, it just if your captain is asking for a, a little bit or some more money, you should do it no matter what. That's that's what I think. I mean, okay, I'm not. I personally don't agree with that. Actually, in my opinion, no one's bigger than the club. Like, don't get me wrong. Ramos is very important for us, but there's a very, like, you need to, if, if I'm the president and I'm saying, okay, I'm offering you 10 million euros a season, right? Let's just say, for example, I'm offering you 10 million euros a season, a player is asking for 12 million. I'm not just going to give it to him. You need to stand your ground. If you don't stand your ground, no, I get you stand it, your ground but it makes you look weak. You when know? he has three months left on his contract. I mean, it's three months. I know. I I understand. I just, I think both sides just need to like come to the middle, and just yeah. agree on that. You know, yeah. I think, like for example, if one party wants ten million, another party comes with twelve million, just settle with eleven million, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I think that would be great. Um, it's not, it's not just that though, but they also have to agree on bonuses and all that stuff. So yeah, just... exactly. And I think the realms also has to understand that, like, Real Madrid can't give him that much money because... At the moment, we're also... financially, yeah. all clubs are financially screwed at the moment. Exactly. There's, there's, let's be real, there's not one club that isn't struggling, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like a lot of stuff is going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. Because yeah. this has been going on for m- months and mm-hmm. there's still no agreement. And Maybe it's just uh, Ramos is just butt hurt at something Florentino Perez said. Yeah, I don't know. Florentino Perez, like, in his recent interview, I know he has to look good and say, say like what the media wants to hear. But he 
he also like in his interview yesterday he said I'm confident Sergio Ramos uh, will renew but he's like a son to me and then mm-hmm. and then he's and then he said um and then he said but he's a son to me but we also have to look at it as a financial way yeah and to be honest I do agree with him um on one hand uh but another contract I know I want to talk to you guys about is Lucas Vasquez you know um what do you guys think of him I think he's been good as a as as a as filling in. He hasn't mm-hmm. like exceeded expectations. He's just been good enough. Wow. Yeah. To be honest, I I completely disagree. I think that Vasquez has been amazing this season. Like first Please. few games when he was, like the classical, he did very good in the classical at right back. But I think, other than that, I don't think he, I I think he's been all right. Yeah, to be honest, I completely disagree. I think that Vasquez has been amazing. Um, you have to remember that he's playing out of position. He's playing in a position that he never played in before. And, you know, he's putting up decent numbers as well. He has 10 GA this season, uh, two goals, eight assists. And he almost actually assisted as well in the first class he goes. Um, but honestly, if you were to ask me this question like last year, I would definitely say no. Um, because I, I I would say that he's not Real Madrid level, but I honestly think that he's proven to be Real Madrid level. Um, he's kind of like won my heart almost. Yeah, what I, I think, what I think. Yeah, you go ahead. Uh, okay, w- what I think is that I agree. I agree with both of you, but I'm kind of in, in the middle because he's he's been he's been he's been excellent this season, especially. How you said Anthony, he's been playing out of position right back. Mm-hmm. He's been really good attacking, uh, obviously, and he's also been pretty decent defensively as a right back. And um, I'm, I don't know if I want to keep him or sell him this yeah. summer. I'm not All sure right, well, if we should. All right, well, let me try convincing. Use the money. I think we should use the money that we would get. Just let me try convincing you. All right, like. First of all, the great thing about Vasquez is, is he's he's not someone that complains. Okay, he's he's always been he's the a type good of guy. He's a good soldier. Yeah, he's a great role player. He's he's always happy to just play. You know, whether it's right wing, right mid, goalkeeper, right back, whatever <laughs> you put him in any position, he'll be happy to play and he'll try his best. And that's what I really like about him. The other thing is that he's not someone who's earning you know twenty million a year. You know. I know that he's asking for a bit more, but he's only earning like, you know, five mil, you know, which is, is really not a lot. I mean, let's think about it. We're preparing to give David, uh, sorry, David Alaba 12 million euros a season, but we're not willing to give Vasquez, you know, 1.5 more. I think that's completely ridiculous, to be honest. You know, Alaba doesn't deserve to get paid 12 million euros. He's been pretty um, under the bar this season. Um, but I think Vasquez really needs to be renewed. He is just such a great role player. Um, and he offers great squad depth as well. You know, despite all the yeah. injuries, you know, he's he's managed to come in and he's been a consistent player. Yes, he has, you know, made his mistakes defensively. Um, but let's be real. Overall, he's been great this season. And I know, Dallar, that you know, you were not the biggest fan of him. Um, mm-hmm. before and I wasn't either. I don't blame you, um, but honestly, he's really convinced me, and I've completely changed my opinion on him. So that's just what I think. Um, you know, I know you you guys could say, you know, it could go to uh, Mbappe, but you know, sometimes just those kind of players is what you need. You know, a player that will always do anything for the white badge, and yeah, so I, I, I feel think. like. I feel like we could. Um, I think we should sell Odriozola, and we can keep Vasquez as a Carvajal's. That would that would be that would be a good. Mm-hmm. That would be a good yeah, good, exactly, good. exactly. And you guys also have to remember, like, if if we get let go of Vasquez, we're letting him go for nothing. If we sell Odriozola, we'll not only free up space to give more money for for Vasquez, but we're also going to make some money. Wait, how how long does Vasquez have left on his contract? It's ending this summer. Yeah. Oh, I thought so I thought he still had a year left. Yeah, so he's walking this year for free. 
Okay, no, never mind. Then we then we shouldn't sell him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think we should. There'd be no no point in selling him. There's just no money. We got no money. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. And actually, let's. Uh, I want to ask you this. I'm glad that Dollar brought this up, but I want to ask you: Who do you guys think Madrid should sell this summer? Name every player and why. Other than Sola, definitely, I think. Mm-hmm. Even though he scored, he played pretty good against Cadiz, but he hasn't shown the consistency you'd like to see. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think he's at that level to be in the Real Madrid. Like, like he's I a think, good player. Like he's a very good player. Yeah. But I he, think he, he would. I think he would definitely start in like a mid-table La Liga or yeah. prime team. You know. Yeah, like a team, for example, like I think you would flourish, like in a team, for example, like um, Athletic Bilbao or something like that. Like yeah, I think you would yeah. really do good there. But yeah, I think you guys are correct. Like I'm, like, I'm personally not. Sociedad, I think he was at Sociedad, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, so when he was at Sociedad, he was doing very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm personally just not a big fan of Odrizola. Um yeah. You know, as you guys mentioned, he's very inconsistent. You know, don't let this one performance distract you from the fact that yeah. he's been pretty horrible for us. You know, like, he's made... when your manager when your manager decides to play a right mid at right back. Not even a right mid, like a central mid. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, that just and, shows. and he's injured. And, and he had like a broken toe or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That yeah. says a lot about Odotola. Yeah, I I would be really, really, really surprised if he doesn't get sold this summer. Yeah. Like, I would be really surprised because he's literally, what, one, two, three, four. He's the fifth choice right back. Even, like, even Marvin Park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like the sixth or fifth. Point. Just, like, let that, like, enlarge in your brain. Like, Carvajal, Vasquez, Valverde, Nacho are all above him. That's that's crazy. Like that's insane. There's, I, I would be so surprised if he doesn't get, um, if he doesn't get sold. But another player that I also think should get sold is Mariano Diaz. Um, okay, hear hear me out on this one. It might right. be controversial, that's but right. I think, but I think Anthony, you're gonna agree with me. Mm-hmm. I think we should sell Mariano and Jovic and keep Mayoral and bring him yeah. back from Roma. I completely yeah, no. agree. He's done well uh, on loan at Roma. I think well is completely an understatement. He's been yeah. amazing. He hasn't, played, he hasn't played as much. He's been amazing. He has 15 goals yeah. in all competition this season. That's insane. Um, yeah, I agree exactly, though, with what you said. You know, Mariano, there's quite a few reasons why. Um, the first reason is simply, um, I don't think he's exactly around Madrid level. I don't think he's, like, very far behind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... I feel like he's just kind of fallen behind. The other thing, though, is that he's just not getting many minutes. That's the other thing. And considering his wages and how much he plays, it's actually quite expensive. I mean, this guy is making 6 million euros a year, which it may not seem like a lot, but when you factor it into how much he contributes to the team, it's, it's quite a lot of money. You know, it was that's... just funny. When, when he came on against Cadiz, I saw he got the ball. His first touch... He got the ball and he he sprints past I think three players and he takes the biggest touch I've ever seen and loses it. <laughs> yeah, like he always does that. Like, yeah. And he, he he took a shot that he was offside, but he took a touch past the goalkeeper and then missed the open net. Yeah, yeah, I saw like, that. But yeah, that's another player that I think needs to be sold. Another player though is is Jovic. Um, <sighs> we that's, we that's all I have to say. We thought we thought he was gonna be incredible at Frankfurt. When he went back, because he had a real start, right, and then he yeah. just fell off. We didn't even hear about. Him. I think no, he. I think he got injured, and then he just didn't come back as good. Look, here's here's like I don't know what is wrong with Jovic. You know, like I I still remember when like Real Madrid announced his signing. Like I was like jumping with joy. Yeah. Like seriously, I remember I was like coming back from school. And I open my phone, and the first thing I see is Comunicado Oficial, uh, Luka Jovic. Yeah. And I was so, so happy. Yeah, because, because everyone, everyone wanted him because he was so good. Exactly, Barcelona was fighting exactly. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every team. Every team. I, yeah, I was just so excited. And honestly, though, 
I feel like he's also been treated a little bit unfairly. Like, yeah. this guy, he only yeah. had, he got less than 600 minutes in La Liga last season. You know? Like, wow. that's kind of unfair. And But yeah. you also have to remember, like, he also had three GA last season in La Liga in 600 minutes, which I know it may not sound the best, but you also have to remember that most of his minutes came from, from off the man. bench. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I feel like Luca deserves like a proper chance at Madrid because when you guys remember like at the beginning of the season when he was like starting to get some minutes, right? He started yeah. like yeah, two or three playing. games in a row. Yeah, like playing. the first game, he was like against Betis. He like he was like okay. He's good. He just didn't score. Yeah, he's good, but he just didn't score. No, I, I bet he's against Betis. He was okay, but then against Valladolid, like he was phenomenal. Like he was. Yeah, true. I remember like, I one of the think... games. He was very good. Yeah, like it, it was the Jovic just... that we thought of. You know, I just think Jovic just needs consistent minutes. That's it. But um, I don't know if we should sell him. Honestly, we'll see. It yeah. it depends if we it yeah. depends who we buy in the summer. That's what yeah. it depends on. If we get Holland, I doubt that Jovic would stay and the other problem is that Jovic actually earns more than Benzema <laughs> does he actually yeah he does Jovic That's is um, Jovic is earning 9 million euros a season and That's Benzema I believe is something on like 8 so prime yeah it's crazy I don't so. know how Benzema is still at Madrid <laughs> because he's loyal you know? yeah Honestly, yeah, we don't. We really don't respect Benzema enough. He's been at Madrid for eleven years, and he's only um he's only but, had two contract renewals. Two. Even, wow. even even when he was with Ronaldo, he was playing for Ronaldo, and now he's playing for himself. Yeah, that's true. He's, yeah. he's, he's just never showing been... how good he is now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but what other players do you guys think should get sold? What, one <sighs> one player that's controversial is Isco. I don't I think, think that's controversial, in my opinion. I, I think he should be sold. There's many reasons why. I mean, Even all, against Cadiz, he lost the ball around 15 different times when I saw him touch the ball every time. So he's just not, he's not, he doesn't have the confidence he had early doors. He's not playing like prime Isco. It's just, it's, uh, I think he yeah, should be sold. I just mm-hmm. think I like, I, I like him so much that. I'm gonna feel bad for saying like we should sell him, but I think he's yeah. I feel bad as well because he could have been so. Prime. He's done so much and he he was so good. He could have been even better, but he's just not good enough anymore. I know, but you know, that's the other thing. Like you guys need to real like I'm. I know you guys are, but like I'm just saying like for the people listening, like people need to realize that the like Real Madrid isn't some kind of charity. You know, yeah. it's not that you have. Oh, he played, you know, he used to be world class and stuff like this. No, it's supposed to be you are world class, not you used to be. Yeah. And it's harsh. Isco, that's just, when you play that's, for Madrid, exactly. that's, just that's the harsh reality, you know. And when you're Isco, who's earning a lot of money, you know, he has simply not lived up um, to like, his honestly, expectations. Would, selling him would honestly be better for him as well. Like, look at mm-hmm. Hamas Rodriguez. Look mm-hmm. at Hamas Rodriguez. He's gone, he's re- resurrected his career. And I think Isco <laughs> could do the same. If he I, was to I really, I, yeah, I agree. And and Madrid could still make a decent amount off him. Like, I think they can make like probably around, million, like, mm, I think third million is pushing it, but, like, 20 to 25 mil, I think they could make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing is, you know, Madrid just don't need him. Odegaard, you know, he's been flourishing at Arsenal. Yeah, um, he's done Arsenal. So, you know, yeah, I think Isco needs to be sold. I think another player... Which, I don't know, it's... I'm not going to say he should be sold, but I just want to hear your thoughts. What do you think about Marcelo? Do you think he should be sold? No, 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 no. No, no, no way. I don't no think way so. we're selling Marcelo. He, he's, okay. he's a legend. I think he should be not, not even the fact that such. he's a legend. Not even the fact that he's a legend. He's, he can still give us so much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree. Because that's, that's why I wanted to ask you. That's why I wanted to ask you guys. Because, like... At the beginning of the season, I probably would say that he does deserve to be sold because he was playing poorly, let's be real. But he's been playing really well recently. And he's showed that he's still Madrid level. So I think he deserves to stay for sure. Yeah, exactly. One thing that's another reason that I want him to stay is because there's players that don't play 
and they have experience and they lead the dressing room. And mm-hmm. so you don't see that. You don't see that. You only see that behind the scenes. But I think it's really crucial, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, one another player that I think needs to be sold is Gareth Bale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think most people can agree on that. I mean, there's many reasons. I think the biggest reason is just his wages. You know, oh, yeah. he's earning 24 million euros, uh, 28 million euros a season, which is ridiculous. That's an insane amount of money. Um, so yeah, I think he needs to be sold. Um, although I love Bale, he's one of the reasons that really actually got me into Madrid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I simply think he needs to be sold. But, you know, with all due respect to Bill, he's actually been – he's been balling for Tottenham this season. Um, oh, yeah. He has, like, I think 16 goals in all competitions or something like that, which is – you know, it's pretty decent. It's not the numbers that he was putting up, you know, five years ago, but it's still yeah. respectable numbers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why – I don't know why Mourinho kept benching him after he, after he was doing so good in the Europa League and in the Prem. Mm-hmm. But right when Mourinho got sacked and the twenty-year-old manager got appointed as an interim coach, he started mm-hmm. Bale in his first uh, management career, and, and he Bale scored scored a beautiful mm-hmm. goal. Yeah, I actually didn't see the goal, but yeah. All right. Um, what other players? Yeah, you good? He yeah. seemed to keep disconnecting. Yeah, I, I cut out for a second. All right, sounds good. Yeah, another question. What do you guys think of uh, Marco Asensio? Because, you know, he's been really inconsistent this season. He's had his highs, he's had his lows. What do you think of him? You guys think he should be sold? No, I don't think he should be sold just yet, no. I I, I think he's still got so much left in him. He's still only, what, 24, 25, I think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 25, he's not old. That, that 25 is still very young. Mm-hmm. It's still very young. I think that he should get one more season, yeah. but that's it. Like, if he yeah. truly doesn't live up after that season, I think he needs to be sold. It's just, I think there's so much competition in the way that, where he plays that he just needs to step up and show that the, the, the talent that he has. The other problem is, is that he, I'm pretty sure he's playing out of position. Like, didn't he used to play left wing? Yeah, he's playing right wing. But honestly, I like yeah. him better at the right wing. I like him a lot more on the right wing. I okay. he I think I think he's he can he can uh, show more of his strengths in the middle as a attacking yeah. player. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, Cam, he would be very good on the Cam as well. Yeah, I love. You know, even like Hazard, Hazard at the cam, like these left wingers, they're, they're not really wingers anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the yeah. only left winger we have is Vini. That's really it. Anyways, yeah, that's true. We're, we're basically approaching the end of our podcast. So I want to move on to the next topic, yeah, which is, which is basically like I've come up with this um, thing where you guys – and me, we get to basically pick our own five aside team. Oh, what do you guys think of that? Okay, <laughs> I like that. Is it all time players or just current players? Uh, we can do thinking... different criteria. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was well, thinking. We can I do like hear. we can do mix. We can do like current players and old players who retired. Okay, well, let's do current players. So yeah, current players. Yeah. Um, my five side team. Actually, I'll let one of you guys go first. Dalek, you can go first since you you came up with the idea. Okay, <laughs> goalkeeper, current goalkeeper. I would put Navas. I just love the guy. I know mm-hmm. Courtois has been really good for us, and I I just can't. You know, Navas is my boy. You know. <laughs> All right, and the, the defender. I would put. Definitely Ramos. Okay. And then I would have two midfielders. I would put, I would definitely put um, Modric, definitely. And, and Cross, yeah. Okay. And my, and my striker would be. 
I don't want to say Benzema because it's going to be all Madrid players, but <laughs> I'll change it up and say Haaland. I really like him. All right. I'll, I have uh, my team. So I went, I'm going to do a diamond formation. So it's very, an, it's a very <laughs> offensive team, but I think it would be unstoppable. Keeper would be Courtois. He's my favorite keeper in the world, other than Casillas, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Courtois would be my keeper. Ramos would be my center back. Then right wing slash right wing back slash right mid, whatever you want to call it, I would have Messi. And then on the other side, I would have Ronaldo playing as his old left winger position. And then up top, I would have Lewandowski. Oh, yeah. I know you love Lewandowski. Of course. But yeah, that would definitely be my team. Yeah. It's a very, I know it's kind of risky, but I think it would work. I mean, when you have the three best mm-hmm. players in the world, um, in my in my opinion, uh, the three best attackers, I don't think anyone's stopping that, really. But yeah. Okay, my five-side team. Um, for goalkeeper, just to change it up, I'd go Yano Black and just... I really yeah, like that's Yano. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. In my opinion, he's, I'd say, joint best goalkeeper in the world. So, mm-hmm. I'd that's go, I'd go Yano really Black. And, of course, I'd go Sergio Ramos in defense. Mm-hmm. Of course. And then, uh, in midfield, I think I'd go with Tony Cruz at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I'll play two strikers. I'll play uh, Ronaldo alongside Haaland. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's do it's very, uh, it's very attacking, but I think Cruz delivering balls into Haaland and Ronaldo is just dangerous. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's do all time now. Uh, Dallar, you go first. All right, all right. It's going to be nice. So, all, goalkeeper, Casillas, 100%. Of yeah. course, of course. No, no argument. I don't want to hear anything. <laughs> Casillas. Anyways, defender, I will put Maldini. He's, he, okay. he was just such an incredible defender. Yeah. Even though okay. tremendous respect for Ramos. Uh, midfielder, I would put I would put Iniesta. Oh, I love Iniesta. Yeah. He's one of my favorite. He's top three favorite players of all time for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love I love he plays and mm-hmm. especially his those reverse passes that he does. Mm-hmm. Incredible and um. Up top, I would put Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Messi. Oh, is that five though? I think that's that, six. That's six. That's six. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, my five-a-side team. I would do Casillas as keeper. As defender, I would do Baresi. Um, oh, I God. think that defensively, he's the best defender of all time. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, man, the midfielder. I don't even know. There's just so many good midfielders. Um, man, I would do like as an attacking midfielder. I would put Pele. Um, mm-hmm. okay, no, I would do. I I actually don't know. I would play. Okay, I would play Pele a little bit deeper. Okay, and then I would have Maradona playing a little bit deeper. Having like two cams slash two center mids, even though it doesn't really make sense, whatever. And then striker, I would have R nine because in his prime oh. he's unstoppable. Um, oh, and then alongside him, I would probably have. Uh, man, I don't know who would I put. Probably Raul or something to add some creativity. Um. But yeah, that would probably be my five aside. So we're doing six aside now. We're doing six aside. Yeah, that was five. Oh yeah, that was six. <laughs> right, I'll do it's six fine, aside. It's fine. I'll do six aside. There's so, so there's it's so. Hard. It's, just so hard. Hard. Yeah. it's very hard. It's very hard. Yeah. Right. Uh, for me, I'd obviously hundred percent because yes, no, no question about it. Um, center back. This is where it gets kind of tough, you know. Uh, I'll just go Ramos again because you guys took. Two of the ones I was thinking of. And I mean, you can go with them again. Yeah. Like, it doesn't I'll, matter. I'll go Ramos. Yeah. yeah, I'll go Ramos. Um, and then I'll go with a Zinedine Zidane in midfield. Mm, okay. Good pick. Yeah. Very good pick. Very good just, pick. Just add the baldy in there. 
uh, and I'll, I'd play him next to Xavi. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think he'd do well with Xavi. And then okay. up front, I'll play two. I'll play Ronaldo, Cristiano, mm-hmm. uh, and who would I put him next to? It's a tough one. The other goat, maybe. Why not? Yeah, I'll go with the other goat. Yeah, exactly. Alright, sounds it's good. Very hard. It's very hard to pick out of a bunch of legends. Yeah, it is. It's very hard. It's much harder than all time, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well, man, we're exactly an hour now. Yeah. It's been a good first episode, a good start. Of course, and, and they'll keep getting better. We'll improve. Yeah. So, don't worry. Yeah. yeah just Alright. Enjoy it. Yeah, dollar. So are, we, are, we gonna have like a, are we gonna have like a sending off or <laughs> signature sending off? We'll think about it in the next episode, you know. <laughs> all right, well, thank you guys all, all right. so much for listening today, and uh, we'll yeah. see you in the next one. Yeah, all right, all right see you guys. Bye. Yeah.